Hello, and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Seth Bodine. And I'm Isabel Robles. This week, as always, we will start with the latest headlines in entrepreneurial news. We will share an interview with Mary Shannon, an entrepreneur who's part of the organizing team for Global Entrepreneurship Week in Kansas City. She talked to us about inclusion, one of the big themes for Global Entrepreneurship Week this year. Then you will hear our conversation with Nia Richardson of Innovate KC, a program that utilizes entrepreneurs for solving challenges city departments are facing. And then you'll hear our digits, the important numbers this week, entrepreneurial news. Okay, Seth, I have my question of the week. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Ooh, uh, Peru. Oh, that's cool. Why Peru? Um, I really want to see Machu Picchu. No and I've never been to South America. Ah. Hmm. Or wow. I would go to Ecuador. Oh, yeah. Because of rainforests. Um, Sounds... And you could stay, you could stand on the equator. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Crazy stuff. Where would you go? I would go to Brazil. I also haven't been to South America. But the cool thing is both of our locations, outside of being in South America, have something else in common. Oh, yeah? What's that? They are locations for Global Entrepreneurship Week. Whoa. Whoa. More on that later. Should we get to the news? Yeah, let's go for it. A data consulting startup from the Kansas City area was acquired five years ahead of schedule. Yodabytes, a startup that assists companies in managing big data, hoped for an exit by 2025, but was recently acquired by Pro Karma out of Oregon. All staffing will stay on the team within ProKarma, an engineering firm. Yodabytes is one of a few companies ProKarma has acquired in recent years, Yodabytes CEO said. A biopharmaceutical firm founded in St. Louis went public last week. Galera Therapeutics, which was founded a decade ago, raised $60 million in its initial public offering. Galera moved its headquarters to Pennsylvania in 2012, but the company still has its main research operations in Crevecore, and its founders remain in the St. Louis area. Galera Therapeutics received early funding from Biogenerator, Cultivation Capital, and members of St. Louis Arch Angels. Kansas City now has an official logo. It was created by Charlie Hustle, a clothing company, which created the now iconic KC Heart Design. The startup struck a deal with the Kansas City Area Development Council. Charlie Hustle CEO Chase McAnulty said the heart design accounts for 20% of the company's business. Now, as the official logo, it will be used for promotions and marketing of the region and will have limited use in the public domain. So, like we mentioned, Global Entrepreneurship Week. Cool. Wait, so what does that mean? So, it's a series of events taking place across the globe on the name of promoting entrepreneurship. Kansas City is a hub of events with more than 200 scheduled for next week. And there are some themes to the week? Right. So big topics for the events include ecosystems, education, policy, and inclusion. Missouri Business Alert reporter Claire Roth looked into the last theme, inclusion. She visited with Mary Shannon, a member of the organizing committee for Kansas City's Global Entrepreneurship Week. 
Shannon is the founder of Connectus Worldwide, a consulting firm that helps minority businesses obtain supplier diversity certifications. She started the company around two years ago after working at Hallmark and most recently as a supplier diversity manager. Shannon discussed the importance of inclusion and diversity in, in entrepreneurship and how Global Entrepreneurship Week is bringing focus to that. Hi, Mary. It's great to have the chance to talk with you today. Um, first, can you tell me a bit about your background and what you do? Well, Claire, thank you for having me. And I guess I could start by just saying that prior to starting Connectus Worldwide, I managed a supplier diversity program for a multi-billion dollar uh, company for several years. So that entailed um, developing um, supplier identification, um, strategic planning and program management, and that all resulted in the increased and effective utilization of diverse suppliers throughout um, our corporation. And can you tell me more about how you were led to getting involved with Global Entrepreneurship Week? Um, I got involved in GWKC um, because of two major reasons. I felt it was a great opportunity to be a member of the planning committee so that I could understand more of the internal working of how that um, event um, would be held and to network with other entrepreneurs and lastly to enhance my professional and business growth through the various workshops being offered. And as a startup and a minority woman-owned business, I thought it would be um, a, grand, a great advantage for me as well. Why do you think inclusion was one of the main themes of focus for Global Entrepreneurship Week this year? Um, when I think about diversity and inclusion or just inclusion in general, um, it, it's exactly what it says to be inclusive. Um, with GWKC, um, it allows individuals to know that everyone is welcome to participate. If you're not doing a workshop, you're welcome to come and, and get that professional or business uh, growth. If we look at it on a macro level, since 1995, small business owners have been responsible for creating two out of every three new net jobs in our country, providing wealth for their communities, impacting the national GDP, and driving consumer spending. With entrepreneurship being the backbone of our economy, it is also a key driver of prosperity and competitiveness. So more and more, Small business ownership is beginning to reflect the diversity of our country as these uh, diverse businesses are growing or increasing in number and in purchasing power. So I think this is just a great opportunity for the community, for the community of Kansas City to come together and to help remove barriers and uh, just bring the community together as a whole. Okay, and then going into KC, um, what do you think of the entrepreneurship scene um, in Kansas City, and, and how do you think it could be improved? My assessment, um, as far as the Kansas City entrepreneurs um, or some of the issues that need to be addressed, is that we have to continue to create entrepreneur ecosystems that remove the barriers for anyone who wants to start or grow a business. Um, there has to be collaborative efforts and dialogue with entrepreneurs, the ecosystem builders, and policymakers 
which will help develop solutions to remove those barriers in the way of entry. Mm -hmm. um, what you hear a lot about is the access to capital. Um, I think more has to be done with our financial institutions and helping small businesses um, to grow and scale by allowing them um, to be able to get loans to grow their businesses. I think that's kind of the, what you hear most um, from the small businesses um, that I have been around is, is capital. I've also heard about that. And why do you think that barrier exists? Like, why do you think it's harder for small businesses to um, reach, get access to capital, particularly um, minority businesses? And what has been your experience with that specifically? My understanding is that with sometimes with minority businesses, um, they're not the threshold or some of the requirements um, are a little bit higher than what that new startup is able to um, to climb at that time. Um, financial um, gain is, is like anything else. A lot of times it's all about relationships and understanding what the bank is requiring. Um, so understanding as a small business that your financials have to be in order, um, that you have to um, be able to gain access by having the right paperwork, by having the right accountants, and so your back room has to be in order. You have to develop those relationships with the banker. If you have a bank account, you need to make sure that your banker and yourself, that the two of you work together on what is needed in order for you to be able to get a loan. And so there has to be work done on both sides. The entrepreneur has to understand what it is that the bank is requiring and then it's the bank that works with that individual uh, to help guide them and to get them prepared for the requirements that they have. And so if the two are not working together, if I just come in a bank, you don't know me, um, and if everything in my back room is not in order, then I might just be passed over. So again, it's, it's collaborative efforts on both sides. Next up, reporter Sam Manis spoke with Nia Richardson, who oversees the KC BizCare office. It's a free resource for small businesses that provide registration, permitting, and licensing services. Richardson is managing a new program called Innovate KC. It's designed to help the city engage with startups. City departments outline challenges they're facing and technology startups pitched solutions. If they're selected, the startup enters a 16-week program to develop a product addressing the problem. Not very long into my until starting with the city, I was presented with the opportunity um, to uh, manage and uh, continue on uh, what was then called the Innovation Partnership Program (IPP), uh, which is now being called Innovate KC Startup and Residency Program. Um, and this is kind of how that program kind of came alive. It was put on my desk. I got a chance to meet with the previous 
innovation, chief innovation officer, Bob Bennett, he explained what he could to me in about 45 minutes, sent me some notes, followed up on them, um, was able to connect with an organization called City Innovate out of San Francisco, was really impressed by what they were doing with their heavy focus on procurement um, because that was the type of partner I was looking for because the other thing that had happened simultaneously was that I had uh, was able to get a grant through Living Cities around inclusive procurement and really focus on how the city can leverage its procurement power, its buying power. I guess if people don't understand what procurement is, it's our buying power um, to help grow small businesses and utilize that entrepreneurship to close the racial wealth gap in Kansas City. So there's so many layers to it and how we're trying to figure out how entrepreneurship, small businesses can be that gap filler when it comes to wealth because they create jobs, it creates wealth. If you have a job, I can buy a home and I can begin to invest in creating that generational wealth that's needed in our city and across the country. So what is Innovate KC? So Innovate KC, again, the terminology is a startup and residency program. So basically, if you are a small business, a startup, um, a individual, you want to build a team, all of those things will qualify for you to come in and um, apply for one of the challenges. So what happens is the city departments who want to join in, we require them to have a project manager to be dedicated to it and some type of funding um, that they can use to support in case this does actually go on the contract. The whole goal is for it to go on the contract, but you know, you got to have a good relationship, you got to have something that works that we need, and then we can kind of move forward from there. So the process is right now we have about five challenges out there two from our KC BizCare office, one from our Data KC, our open data office, and two from our water services department. Um, We also have one that is an open pitch, um, and I wanted to have that there to give startups the opportunity to kind of pitch some ideas that maybe the city or the departments aren't really considering. And if we can get them on board now, great. If not, maybe this is a way for you to get in for the next cohort um, to get them thinking about some things that they are maybe not considering. So what is happening now is that, you know, we have a traditional RFP out there with all of our challenges in it and explaining our program and giving you a list of uh, the application questions. But you really just apply online through cityinnovate.com forward slash challenges or uh, startupandresidence.org. Either or, they'll go to the same site. Um, So you'll go on there. You could look at Kansas City challenges, but we also encourage folks to look at other challenges across the country because, again, I want our small businesses to be able to get opportunities, not just here, but elsewhere as well. And that was also part of the key key reasons why we moved with City Innovate, because it, it, if we have something that they just don't have the technology for or the, or the product for, maybe someone else does. Um, and all the merrier if our startups can be somewhere else getting work. Um, and, and build here. And all the merrier if we can bring someone else here and have a carrot for them to stay um, and keep working with the city or working with other agencies uh, in Kansas City. Um, in January, we will start our residency. And for 16 weeks, there will be a non-paid residency where the startup would work one-on-one with the department, beta testing and uh, researching beta testing and building out um, the product. Um, when they get started with the residency, they do a scope of work um, to really work out the expectations. Uh, most of these residencies can be done remotely. You don't necessarily have to be in Kansas City, but you have to commit to, to one, being there for the orientation and being there towards the end for the demo day. So 
after the 16-week residency, there's a demo day. And then from there, the selection committee or, and or the department will pick if they want to move into contract. You move into contract and you go from there. So ultimately, for the city, it's a way we can try it before we buy it and customize something that we could actually utilize and it actually works for us. Um, and on the other end, it helps a startup really build out a product that they can walk away with and, and, and be successful with and not just use it for us but other agencies as well. And when are applications due? Applications are due November 20th. So what are some of the effects that you're hoping that Innovate KC can have on the city, on communities, and for other locations as well? I hope that this program will, one, um, help us find or create a way uh, or really think hard about how we procure, um, create a new way of how we really think about procuring with our small businesses, um, create an opportunity for our startups to actually do business with the city, um, help grow our local startups, maybe not just, you know, those that are here and, and help us introduce ourselves to startups from outside of the city as well as we try to attract them. Um, I hope that this program really helps the city become more innovative um, because really you can think about just anything just about um, and say, here's the problem and put the, just put it out there to say, is there a solution for this? Um, and yes, this is very heavily technology um, based uh, when it comes to a solution. But uh, again, technology can be that tool to get to the bigger goal. Um, it doesn't have to be the goal. It should be a tool or an assistance to get to that bigger goal, along with all the other things that are being done um, and the work that's being done in the city. Because, um, of course, we always need data to back things up. We always need something to really um, capture the impact of what we're doing. And so I'm hoping that this tool will really help change the game for our startups, but for how the city uh, really uh, goes after or find solutions to a lot of our problems. Um, I mean, like I said before, there could be solutions for affordable housing. There could be, in other cities, there were solutions around, um, you know, adoption. Um, there were solutions around trash, solutions for violence um, and crime. Um, there's so many things that technology can be an assistance for, a big tool for, um, that I'm hoping that we can probably bring to light in this. So we're getting started. I hope that we get to that point. Um, but those are my big dreams for it. And again, out of that, growing small businesses that help employ more people, that help to create jobs, and again, can help to close that uh, wealth gap in Kansas City. So there's, you know, a ripple effect to it that I'm hoping it can create. And startup is just one element. You know, I have small businesses, our traditional small businesses and how they procure. I'm creating an avenue for startups and how they procure through this program. And then we're also working on initiatives for our artists because our artists are entrepreneurs and there are big opportunities through the city around procurement and our 1% program that we are trying to create for them as well. So this is just one piece of the bigger pie. And now it's time to share our digits, the numbers that matter to you in entrepreneurial news. What are your digits this week, Seth? My digit is $4 million. That's the amount of seed funding St. Louis marketing startup PopWallet raised. PopWallet developed a platform to let brands and companies engage with consumers through mobile wallets like Apple Wallet, St. Louis-based Cultivation Capital, Three Lines Venture Capital, and Irish Angels were among the angel investors that participated in funding. Isabel, what is your digit? 26. 
A St. Louis-based company that makes barbecue sauce and spice mixtures got a deal to expand to 26 locations of Dyerberg Markets. Halo and Cleaver, which has seven barbecue sauces and spice mixtures, will find its way on the shelves by mid-November. The brand was developed by Matt Richards and uses all natural ingredients that are low-calorie. Halo and Cleaver is currently in 15 storefronts in the St. Louis area, in addition to all supplement superstore locations in St. Louis, Kansas, and Illinois. And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Isabel Robles and me, Seth Bodine. Thank you to our reporters, Claire Roth and Sam Manis, for interviews this week. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Testing, testing. Okay, got some. Wow, wow. It's like I'm eating oatmeal. That's good. I had some oats this morning for breakfast. What did you have for breakfast, Sam? Well, thanks for asking, Sam. I had a smoothie with oats in it and no bananas because I left them out on the counter overnight because I'm dumb.